Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Yes, sir! Coming up in 11 minutes after 8 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Great to be with you here on this Monday morning. And I'm going to start with a heavy topic today, Eric. I want to talk about the dueling tragedies in Texas. In total between the two, at least 16 people dead. Many more still left injured. Possibly in some cases fighting for their lives still this morning in hospitals. And don't hang up. Don't hang up. And I say that with great respect because... Can I just be completely honest with you for a moment? I don't want to talk about it. A million other things I would rather open the week discussing here in this 8 o'clock hour on Wisconsin's Morning News. I love having fun with you all. I love when people text in funny stuff or when we're just talking about an interesting workplace issue or things like that. I would so much rather be talking about all of those other things. I'm exhausted. Like, just exhausted from whether it be the mass shooting whether it be the situation where you had a person run down a bunch of people at a bus stop and both of these cases bring out the familiar refrains of gun control, of possible hate crimes, of immigration. Are we doing enough? Are we not doing what we should be at the border? All of these things that are uncomfortable and sad and not fun to talk about. So give me a minute. I got you because I bet you you're probably in that space and I know people tell us sometimes sometimes I just turn it off. Don't turn it off. We're going to work through a few things. We want to bring you up to date on the latest facts and information that we know this morning. I want to talk through a couple of interesting sort of tangential issues to this. And then we do also have some fun things planned for this hour. But my takeaways, uh, just sort of things that I'm interested in based on these two stories in Texas. And I'll, I'll back up and I'll give you those facts. But let me let me tease it this way. One question I had this morning after we talked with ABC's Jim Ryan in Dallas, and he's covering specifically the shooting there, um, but also touched on what happened in Brownsville, Texas. is: Can you be a white supremacist if you're not a white person? And it's an important question because they're looking at motivations for both the Texas shooter and a person who ran over the people in Brownsville, Texas. And in both cases, there are questions about that person's uh, identity, their heritage, their names, what kind you know who they are in terms of their ethnicity and so I, I raised that question and I'll back up and, and and talk about why that is the other thing that I'm looking at here is can we wait a minute before we jump on social media and almost express sort of I, I feel like there are people who are happy that we have dead people in these tragedies because yippee yay I get to go on social media and be righteous because it backs up my personal political view, and I now get to use this as another way to to be on the right side of this story and bark all sorts of terrible can, things. Can on I social. challenge you on that though? Could that be just people frustrated at people dying sure. all the time? There, there is that For because sure. they're dying all the time. And I, I guess my point is, there are before we even have from investigators exactly what happened. Everybody's out with, you can clearly see this or you can clearly sure. tell that, and you oh, can't. Yeah. You don't know. So that's my point is, you know, if we if there's a conversation to be had about it, it just, I almost get this sense of glee from some folks. is like, yes, now I get to make my political points because something awful has happened without enough conversation about the human tragedy that unfolded. And then the third question is, that said, what about the gun control debate? Right. And, and why does it have to be a political debate? That that just irritates me that everything has to be red and blue. 
Why and, and can't we as a country try to effing f- do something? <laughs> and it's immediately red and blue. And maybe that's and just in that social media echo yeah, chamber. I, I think you're right. I think some of that just gets caught. You know, that's where that divisiveness that social media loves yeah. to have. And maybe more of us want to actually have a conversation about it and with I kinda, open views. I kind of believe that just given some some of the polls that we've seen. I, I, I want to believe that there is an interest in trying to figure it out. Got some interesting polling data on that last point, but let's uh, go ahead and backfill for those of you who might just be getting into the news cycle this morning. These terrifying, tragic national news stories out of Texas. You had the mass shooting at the outlet mall, left eight people dead in Allen, Texas. That's the latest number that we have this morning. Others are injured and So sadly, that death toll could rise, but that's what we know right now. More on that one in a moment. Let's start with the more recent tragedy, though. Eight people dead, others still hospitalized after that driver plowed through a crowded bus stop in the Texas border town of Brownsville. Candles and flowers mark the spot where an SUV hit and killed eight people at a bus stop in Brownsville, Texas, as authorities investigate whether the crash was an accident or intentional. Some of the victims were migrants who had just left a shelter that helps the homeless and people who cross the border. A witness says the driver was yelling insults before accelerating towards the group. So you did hear, that's ABC's Lindsay Watts, you did hear her say authorities are still working through the motive in this case. All kinds of social media reports yesterday saying the police department in Brownsville said this was an intentional act. That has not yet been determined. Police spokesman Martin Sandoval uh, went on KRGV-TV and said this. Now, I know there is a report out there uh, that they're saying that it was intentional, that Brownsville Police is saying that this was an intentional accident. Well, I'm here to clarify that Brownsville Police has never taken the stand that it was an intentional accident. It is a factor that we have to look at. So it doesn't mean it wasn't intentional. It just meant, like, this is hours after. Can everybody put the brakes on? Do we need to know today, right now? So that we can get on social media and be on the right side of this. Like, let the investigators do their work. They'll put out the report. They have to consider all factors. There are tons of witnesses in this. You have um, victims who may be able to also shed some light on it, those who survived. You have the interrogation of the driver. Like, so much information that needs to be collected. And yet, hours after, everyone's waiting for, tell me if he did this on purpose. As for that driver, Lindsay Watts here again from ABC News, what we know about the guy who was behind the wheel. The driver, identified by police as a Hispanic man, was taken to the hospital for treatment. Authorities are looking into whether alcohol played a factor, describing the man as very uncooperative, charging him with reckless driving. So that's uh, Brownsville, Texas, then on Sunday. Interesting to my first point of what's curious about this, for those who were anxious to right away say, did it on purpose, it's a white supremacist who doesn't like illegal immigration and was upset about it. The individual behind the wheel is identified as himself Hispanic. Now, that doesn't mean that person can't have hate in his heart or for non-racial reasons is upset about how immigration is playing out at the border. But it just adds yet another wrinkle to that story and makes it not quite so simple to explain. Let's get into Allen, Texas, then. This was Saturday. You have the outlet mall there. It was full of shoppers. A gunman starts taking people out with a semi-automatic rifle. Here's ABC's Jim Ryan. It didn't appear that he was targeting anybody. It just seemed to be random shots fired into the people that he saw there in front of him. The police officer who happened to be there at the Allen Premium Outlets was responding to a different call, something unrelated, heard the gunshots, responded, and took down this shooter. And again, this being the Saturday before Mother's Day weekend, 
The place was absolutely packed. So you heard an officer took out the gunman. He is dead. ABC's Jim Ryan again, who we spoke with from Dallas on what we know about a possible motive. We now know this person was Mauricio Garcia, a 33-year-old who lives somewhere in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, was in the Army. He was removed in 2008 because of mental health concerns. He had a tactical vest on. He was armed with a rifle and some kind of a handgun. FBI agents who have examined the weapons found insignia indicating a right-wing extremist ideology. Looking not just at the crime itself, but also at the social media footprint of Garcia, trying to learn something about the motivation for the killing. So we did ask Jim Ryan about this because you hear hear him identify Mauricio Garcia as the gunman. But then they're also talking about white supremacy and these far right wing extremist views that associate with that. So I, having not myself seen a picture of the gunman, uh, nor knowing much more about him, I did ask Jim this morning. I said, Jim, and, and it's a sensitive question. So being sensitive about asking this question, the last name Garcia here, you generally would associate with someone who's Hispanic in origin. And Jim said, I've seen a picture of him. He said, I guess, you know, you could say he looks Hispanic. You have that last name. But he also added, in Everyone Texas. Everyone has that last right? name. Garcia may not be exclusive to right. someone of Hispanic or Latino origin. So there's that question out there. And regardless, it still goes back to the point. Can someone not get corrupted on social media or reading the wrong stuff or being around the wrong people and and still be somehow associating him himself with white supremacy ideology and not himself be a white guy. I think very easily, depending on what it is you're reading or what rabbit hole you fall into, sure. I, I don't I don't think there's anything that says you can't. Or also, here's a guy who had mental health issues. Yeah, right. And, that, and that, that was the issue with the army. Might have nothing to do with yeah. a racial component. That's a good point. Whatsoever. Might just have gone nuts, snapped, and started mm-hmm. shooting people. Right. So that then leads us to, sorry, the third rail of... American conversations these days, this and abortion, is immediately it's the gun control conversation. And I have like dueling emotions about this because on the one hand, I'm exhausted of it. We never seem to get anywhere with it. So why do we the day after or two days after these things go automatically right into what are we going to do about the guns and then get the same answers? On the flip side, how do we not? Right? Because it does keep happening. It is a problem. People are dead. Again, a person who shouldn't have had a firearm of this magnitude was out there blasting people, including children, children. in a parking lot. And before we divide in our political camps, I mean, look, it's a parking lot in, in suburban Dallas, Texas. You don't think some right-wingers were gunned down in there? Some people who have right-of-center political views that who are the victims of this crazy person? So... Is it worth continuing to have that conversation? I have some interesting polling data on where Americans stand on the gun control debate from a source you might not expect. That part is next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight twenty-five on Wisconsin's Morning News this Monday morning, talking about the tragedies, dueling tragedies in Texas, Brownsville, and Allen, Texas, which is uh, what did Jim tell us this morning? About twenty-five miles north of Dallas. Yeah, affluent neighborhood. Hundred thousand people in that suburb. Mm-hmm. I mean, that uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area is just blown up over the years. And you had a person with a semi-automatic rifle who started gunning people down in a parking lot there. And we've been 
talking about immediately the conversation goes to gun control. I find that both simultaneously exhausting, but also because there's never any progress on the issue, also maybe exactly what needs to happen. And I know folks are deeply committed to their ideology on this. I'm sort of in the middle on it in that I don't have a horse in the race, so to speak. I'm not a gun owner. Uh, I don't want to be a gun owner, so I probably won't do that. I have family members. I mean, my grandfather was like a gun club guy. He had handguns. He had all kinds of stuff. Like, he was a sports shooter. I have hunters in my family, so I have friends who have ARs. I believe them to be responsible gun owners, and I'm in no hurry to take those away from them. So I'm kind of like personally agnostic in terms of how it will affect me, but it's a conversation that we need to have, I think. Yeah, and we just don't I, go anywhere. That idea of taking guns away, I just don't see that happening. But you wonder if something else could be done. So let me just share with this poll, share you, uh, share with you this polling data from early 2023. So this is this year, and the source is a Fox News poll. So lest there be any consternation about how the poll may have been skewed to get certain results that would skew left or whatever, it's a poll from Fox News, and they were asking about various proposals that are out there in terms of gun control. 87% of voters in the Fox News poll said they support requiring criminal background checks for all gun buyers. So right now we have that if you go to the store and buy a gun here in Wisconsin. But what you don't have is background checks for, I want to sell a gun to Eric, I don't have to run a background check on him. Sure. And, and vice versa. And when you hear universal background checks, I believe that would apply to sales like that. Um, I think gun shows regulation is a little bit different. I'm not positive how they how they do all that. Um, if folks want to text in and, and enlighten us on that, but anyway, 87% of voters in in the in the Fox News poll said that they required supporting criminal background checks for all gun buyers. 77% said they support requiring a 30 day waiting period for all gun purchases. A friend of ours was just telling us the other day he went and bought. Was that the AR that he was mm-hmm. talking about? Yes. So he went to a store. I don't want to name the store, and I'm not going to name the person, but friend of ours said, yeah, I went to the store. I waited one hour. I never even had to leave the store, and I walked out with an AR, mm-hmm. passed the background check. Vast majorities also support raising the legal age to buy guns to 21, that at 81% in a Fox News poll, and requiring mental health checks for all gun purchasers, that at 80%. of voters say police should be allowed to take guns away from people considered a danger to themselves or others. My caution on that is who gets to decide. And what's the process that we decide who's a danger? I think that, and they've run into that issue, right? Someone the sheriff doesn't like, that's a problem. Right. It'd have to be something through uh, the courts, most likely, right? And someone would have to file that saying, hey, this guy or gal is a danger. So for those who get a little bit skittish about that one, I, I hear your concern on that. Who gets to decide who's a danger? Who gets to decide who gets guns taken away? 61% of voters in the Fox News poll support banning assault rifles and semi-automatic weapons. So you have majorities in all of those categories, yet you know extremes on both sides unwilling to meet somewhere. You mentioned about taking guns away. Um, when we talk, when we listen to Jeff Wagner speak on the issue here on WTMJ, Jeff's position, I don't want to not identify it correctly, but basically he said, Taking guns away is a different conversation than banning the future sale of right, guns. Right. So if you were to back a assault rifles ban, you might say no more new sales of AKs or, or AK styles or AR-15s, but 
to say that the federal government is going to start knocking on doors and taking guns out of people's safes, it's, it's just flat not practical. Right, right. Uh, you know how hard, that, how difficult that would be on so many different levels. Right. And if I could support a conservative view on that, if you were to give on that and say, okay, fine, assault weapons ban, no more future sales, but then... What you need to do then is ramp up mandatory minimums for people who are caught using these weapons in crimes. And I'm not talking about just mass shootings. How many people get arrested here or are involved in gun crimes? on Wisconsin's Morning News. Great story I want to share with you about a friend of the program. Good things happen to you, Eric, when you're labeled a friend of the program. All right. Telling you this is a trend. Milwaukee Admirals. A friend of the program. He is indeed. Milwaukee Admirals advanced this weekend. They're on to the next round of the Calder Cup playoffs. They had a thrilling, literally last second victory. I think there were five, six seconds left on the clock after the Admirals scored the winning goal Saturday night. This is UWM Panther Arena. In a moment filled with Wisconsin's morning news vibes. The Admirals two on one. Sanford right circle. Backhand. Score! Spencer Stasny! Spencer Stasny scores with 26.8 to go. Spencer Stasny in his hometown. AHL TV with the call. Admirals win two to one. With that goal, advance to the Calder Cup playoff divisional finals. I think they're in the division finals okay. round. In his hometown, he said, because Spencer Stasny grew up in Mequon. Family all still here. They've been going to see him this season that he's, since he joined the Admirals in the Nashville Predators farm system. Okay, And we actually had him share a little bit of his story with us. He was a guest on Wisconsin's Morning News back in February. I'm just enjoying every day here and... It's awesome being back home. So I'm enjoying everything. The group is awesome, the team, and I just love being in Wisconsin. So, I mean, the karma wasn't instant. Like, that day he didn't go out and have a hat trick. (laughs) But, I mean, (laughs) it did happen. give it a minute to ferment, you know? I think that's awesome. See, good things things come to those who jump on the show with us. Yeah, he seemed like a super great guy. He actually, along with the president of the Admirals, John Greenberg, they were here in studio, so I got a chance to catch up with him a little bit. Mm -hmm. We were talking about things on the ice and off, but he was just super excited. You know, the the hard thing for a guy like that is the whole goal is to advance to the NHL, right? And he's in a position of needing to get out of Milwaukee to do that. (laughs) Yet right now he's just really super enjoying playing here in his hometown, went to Admirals games as a kid, uh, growing up in Mequon, and so he's he's a great story. I did ask him, I'm like, how how long do you think you're going to be around here? You know, and he's like, I'm... (laughs) <laughs> I'm not on that. Like I'm, I'm gonna come out here. I'm gonna try to play. Say, uh, right. I want to be gone. In oh, a I week. should be gone in a few weeks. <laughs> I'm really good at hockey. You should come see me. I'm pretty awesome. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's like any of the guys in the program. If they're happy there with the Admirals, and of course he's super happy to be able to play in front of his family. He said a lot, a lot of friends that he hadn't heard from in a long time had been reaching out, probably asking for tickets. Of course, why <laughs> hey. not? Well, the one thing we, I mean, we have uh, we have evidence. We have quantitative evidence that indicates that if you come on the program, good things happen. Is a rub off? There is. Yeah. I'll have to share some of that later who, this week. Yeah. Who else? I mean, well, let's start with the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association Awards mm-hmm. this weekend. Yep. Dr. Ken Harris, who comes on on Wednesdays now with us. Yep. He won what? Did he win best radio show? Yeah. Best afternoon radio show. So he won. Jen Gabe and Chewy won Best mm-hmm. Radio Morning Show. Yep, Jen is on uh, every week, so is Gabe. Gabe on every week. So I'm claiming that. 
<laughs> they could have just given the award to this show. But... <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> three... we're, we're happy to hey, help them. How about that? Three people who are on this show <laughs> won awards for their respective work, but we didn't win. Right. Oh, well. Guess it can't rub off on us. We're just so busy handing out the yes, karma. Yes. We're just dishing it out mm-hmm. in wheelbarrows. So if we come calling asking for you to join the program. Yeah. You, too, can become a legend in your own right. The hometown kid doing good for the Admirals. I'll mention, too, uh, Ads Advance, they have home ice Friday and Saturday as they open their season or open their next series against the Texas Stars. Score! Spencer Stasny! Spencer Stasny scores! So I got on the phone and I called Sean Went. Yep. Forty-seven on Wisconsin's morning news. Can we squeeze one more day out of this? Well, there was a lot of it that happened over the weekend. All right, then most appropriate for us to do so. All kinds of pomp and pageantry. Pomp and pageantry. Yeah, they had some. Pomp. All right, so that's Katy Perry performing at the coronation concert. So she, as she was performing the coronation concert, the king and queen sitting on coronation chairs, sipping coronation cocktails, holding coronation scepters. Court? <laughs> holding coronation court, yeah. So this is now the finale, so they're done now. Now it's time to go to work and do things, but it was a big weekend. Or not, because I'm the king. They yeah, well, right. I want. So they had a big, actually it was pretty uh, impressive this giant uh, venue at grounds of Windsor Castle. They had thousands of people on hand there for this big event. Many of them um, nurses and healthcare workers and others that all were there to celebrate. Prince William spoke at the announcement or at the at the thing, and he he thanked those folks. We are all so proud of you, and I also want to express my pride and gratitude for the millions of people who serve in the forces, in classrooms, hospital wards, and local communities. And at the libraries, and at the stores, so basically everybody. Yes, everyone who's <laughs> a commoner. Yes. Commoners, we celebrate you as well. So, a, a busy we weekend. You to our party. There are a lot of people that really weren't that interested, though. I just think the monarchy is really outdated, it's colonialist, it really doesn't represent the British values to me, you know. Yeah, the $125 million it costs to put on the events, <laughs> this isn't for everybody right. in the UK. Hey, well, we're voting for ours over here and nobody likes them either, so yeah. I don't, you know, I'm, not necess- I'm not saying, I'm just saying. So I thought it was really interesting, though. I, I, I did not uh, watch it live. I know Debbie got up and watched the, the Queen get coronated. What I noticed with the king being coronated is that the archbishop like came down and held the crown down to his head and like squeeze it in there. It was it was tough to get that. Can you out. jimmy it on there? That's how it sounds. Yeah, you gotta jiggle it. But he, he said that uh it looked like he was like actually emotionally spent. I really do think I agree with you the based king on was exhausted and just like emotional at this moment that he's been Training for all his life. Say what you want about the relevance of the modern day monarchy, but the the history of it, the weight of that history in yeah. that moment must must have affected it. So there are tons of people there. You remember how I was telling you about during the MTV Movie Awards, Tom Cruise won an award and he was in a plane and they yeah. show him flying. That's how he thanked MTV for the award. Well, Tom Cruise also in a plane giving kudos to the King and Queen. Hi, Mr. Your Majesty. 
<laughs> oh boy. Charles responded, I'm sorry, uh, you can be mine. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, here's what was. Right, Tom Cruise. Here's the thing that was a little cringy is that since Lionel Richie and Katy Perry are of American Idol fame, by the way, that's their most recent project. They were both singing at this big coronation concert. Yeah, he, he did all night long, right? Yeah, and I'll, I'll bring that to you here in a oh, sec. Please. But they also, they also had him on American Idol, and it was just so awkward last the king? night. Yes, yeah, like why was he on American Idol? I don't know. Maybe because he's the opposite of American Idol. Well, maybe he's trying to. He's the British monarch. Maybe he wants to curry favor <laughs> with what? the American populace. I don't know. It was First just, of all, again, bah, why? Bah. Yes, a, awful. It didn't didn't need to you happen. Have some? I, well, I no, I don't. You don't need to hear it. Do <laughs> I you? don't. I don't actually. Oh yeah. Mm, yes. Mm, yeah. Mm, yes. Like, well, yes. He, he tells a couple of jokes that don't land, and well, you all certainly got the music thing right. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, your contest that you ripped off from us. <laughs> so that was it. The coronation is now over. He's now officially king. Uh, more people watched his coronation than the wedding of Harry and Meghan. But less people watch the coronation than the funeral of Queen Elizabeth, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And that's all I have to say about that. Oh, you want to hear Lionel, right? Yeah. You want to wrap it up with a little Lionel? Okay, we can do that. Here you go. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Eight fifty-five on Wisconsin's Morning News. Joseph Becky is in for Steve today. I want to play something for you that oh, we had fun wait. with today. And I, I, my question for you is, which is the greater compliment? So this is. Gwyneth Paltrow, I don't know if folks saw on social media, she's out there. You said she's out there all the time doing something. Her name pops up something. occasionally. She's either skiing into somebody or she's making some comment well, on was goop that. or something. I forgot she that just She was found happened. not liable. Now, let's be honest. <laughs> it was, a, it was right. a collision on the slopes. You're right. So she, at various times in her life, has dated a number of dudes, including Brad Pitt, whom I think she largely re- regards as like love of her life, great relationship, all that. She also dated Ben Affleck after that for a period. And she was doing this podcast with Alex Cooper. Her podcast is called Call Her Daddy. I don't know why. I just say that for identification and attribution purposes. So uh, Alex Cooper is going through with Gwyneth Paltrow like, okay, who is better at this, Brad or Ben? Who is better at that, Brad or Ben? This could get real dangerous real quick. Doesn't that right away make you like... Hope nobody's asking my ex-girlfriends. I hope I'm at <laughs> Exactly that. right. Exactly. So first this one. Who was a better kisser? Oh my God. Let me think. Gosh, I have to remember so far back. They were both good kissers. Okay. Oh, boo. boo. Right. Come on. Come on. Pick one. She's being polite. She's yes. being respectful. Yeah. Well, it got less so. Oh boy. Here. She, uh, she really doubled down on the follow-up. Who was better in bed? No. That's really hard. That is really hard because, like, Brad was like the sort of major chemistry love of your life kind of like at the time, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and then like Ben was like technically excellent. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Exactly so, the reaction I was looking so for. That's a good oh, right? Why would? 
Oh. That's a compliment, right? Uh, <laughs> Which one's the better compliment? Uh, love of the life is a better, better compliment. <laughs> disagree. <laughs> disagree. So why do you disagree? Because any jackass can fall in love. <laughs> love happens to you. That's not up to you. Technically excellent, that's a transferable skill. Okay. What <laughs> it means think, you're good at something. What do we something. think the host of Who's Your Daddy has on Gwyneth that she felt she had to answer the questions or she right? would be... Right, and she answered all point. of them. Oh, my God. Right? Who else is answering hey, that? what's better than being talked about? Right? We're talking about Gwyneth today. <laughs> so there's that. What do you got coming up today? Oh, we're going to set the stage for a big week. It is Public Service Recognition Week. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about... The tragedies in Texas. Uh, we've got Jesse Apoyan from the Cap Times uh, offering her take on sort of a, a speaker Robin Voss media blitz late last week. He did the Milwaukee Press Club. He appeared on her podcast. Uh, some interesting comments from the speaker. We'll get into it. Uh, we'll have lots of time for calls. Be a, a, a nice start to the week on a dreary Monday before some great weather. Yeah, it looks good midweek. Joe Zapecki is in for Steve next on WTMJ. Technically excellent. Mm-hmm.